0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of the 20-sided die. I'm Jordan.
1: And I'm Cody.
0: So this is very, like, disconcerting and weird to me, because we never, we always record on Thursdays at night, and now we're doing yeah. it in the morning, like in the afternoon, on a Sunday. It's like, What is happening?
1: Yeah. Babies can change your plans like that. I got home on Thursday and Mandy looked like she was shell shocked because I think she'd been gotten (coughs) screamed at for about like seven hours. So I was like, well, I probably shouldn't just be like, well, you're dealing with the baby tonight. Bye. I'm going to go hang out with my friends
0: yeah i'm gonna do a podcast so you better keep quiet up here because i can't have the screaming coming through the recording
1: yeah yeah she she looked a little rough so i i tried to like you know
0: i'm glad that you're nice enough to take care of your own wife
1: right yeah seems like a good well and also my my son so i had to take care of Uh, him although big news for him he slept in his own room last night Woo! how terrifying
0: must have that would have been
1: It was weird. It was very strange not to have a baby in my bedroom, because I am super used to it by now, and then he wasn't there. And I think I slept worse as a result, because I was so anxious. Yeah, I I bet. Jeez, man. It's also good for him to be in his own room, and he kind of sleeps better in his own room, because there's not things making noise to wake him up. Yeah, there's not that loud snoring bear in the room. Right. So, well, and also, you know... We, like, watch TV when we're going to bed and stuff, and that'll sometimes wake him up. Or we get in and out of bed, and that'll wake him up, so...
0: You know, the watching TV before you go to bed is probably why you can never sleep.
1: Uh, you know, people have said that to me, and what I say to them is, shut up. I don't really get it.
0: <laughs> Like, for, as someone who's, earlier this year, took many sleep studies and did a lot of stuff with, like, sleep research, um, I can tell you, you're doing it
1: wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I am. I just don't care.
0: Okay any <laughs> Cody, what have you been enjoying recently
1: <laughs> okay check this out it's it's neil gaiman it's neil gaiman and i don't know what i feel about neil gaiman
0: good omens or what are you doing
1: no i'm listening to american gods right now i'm like okay i think halfway through it and i oh gosh i really think i don't actually like neil gaiman at all
0: i don't i i don't know how i feel about him either i haven't read um sorry wow I almost said good omens again. I have not read American Gods, but I read a little bit of Sandman, his comic, which was pretty fun. And um, I don't know. I've just, like seen his stuff like here and there, and it's it's fine.
1: It's weird because he's been writing for like thirty years, and he's written five books. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess Sandman. He's written a lot of Sandman, but his novels he wrote a are a lot of Sandman. <laughs> his novels are few and far between. I mean, there's only. There's some children's stories, and then there's like seven novels for his whole career, which is just strange because he's like fifty, you know, and it, so he's he's been doing this for assuming thirty years, you know, and so maybe
0: he it's just, just like got a good flow. Like I know another author it takes forever to release books,
1: <laughs> George R R Martin. Anyways, well, that's because Martin wasn't taking forever way. to release books. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just interesting. And, and so I've, I've been listening to, I listened to one book called like The Sea at the End of the Lane that I liked, because it felt like a fairy tale in Britain. And then I also started listening to American Gods. And that one, I'm just like, Ugh, it really feels like a British guy writing about what he thinks America is. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't like British things that much. I get sick of everyone talking about British things. I just don't care. You literally care. just
0: talked about the movie Pirate Radio, and now you're saying you don't like British things. Yeah, Pirates.
1: and you know what? Screw those British people, all right? They're not any better. You know what I mean? I feel like all the people that I know that are American have, like, this inferiority complex when it comes to British stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I It's like, agree. oh, this was written by a British guy. It's better. Or, oh, this is a British TV show. It's better. And I'm like, no, it's not. They're not any better. They're just the same. What they are is they the just most American European country. Yeah. And and I don't know. So I'm just, I'm not madly in love with a British guy's commentary on what he thinks is up with the United States, I guess. Wait, don't you like Doctor Who? No, I don't. I, oh. I did a little bit and then freaking fanboys ruined it for me because again, it's British. I don't care. Fanboys or fangirls? Yes. Yes. Both. <laughs> Okay. I had a group of friends in college that every time we hung out they had to be watching Doctor Who reruns, which, wow, I don't like it that much and Which, then bro, they would get you all- should have
0: hung out with me more in college, man Like, we could have been sad together
1: <laughs> we we hung out senior year when I lost all my other friends
0: yeah exactly I was your third string friend like what I was heck? gonna
1: say you just you were just like a third string friend you know what I mean it's like I got main friends backup friends and then Jordan
0: <laughs> which is hilarious because we spent a lot of time together like junior and senior years so it's like yeah
1: up. we did it's because everyone I knew kept graduating and I stayed in school for way too long so <laughs> wow you know.
0: man I feel really great about myself now.
1: You, you shouldn't. I mean, what I said was mean, so you should feel bad about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thanks. Man. You you really know how to tear him down. You really know how to just rip me to shreds. Jeez.
1: Anyways, my point is, American Guns is a wandering book about a British guy that thinks that he's better than me, and that makes me go, <coughs> you, know? you know what? He
0: is better than you, Cody. Screw you. <sighs> just Nothing saying, you I, ever I do like, amount to anything. Revolution. I hate you. <laughs> See, like I said last time, it's like I start with a huge smile on my face in these episodes, and then you just crush me into bitterness.
1: I don't know what I said that. if Well, okay, yeah, Dad, <laughs> yes you we're my third string friend you know exactly
0: but what you said.
1: <laughs> anyways, all right. So, Jordan, what about you? What have you been up to? A bunch of stuff, as always. Like now, I have like a
0: long laundry list, as like always. um Watched the movie Overlord a couple weeks ago. The um, Nazi zombie movie. It was fantastic. I don't think
1: I've heard of that movie. Oh, yeah, no. You, I think you would oh! like it a lot. Yeah, Overlord. Yeah, I have. That, yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, I, I, am I, I think you with would really movie. like Overlord. It. It's fantastic. It looks good.
0: Yeah. Dude, it was good. Um, told you earlier before recording that we watched Pirate Radio and we um, watched A Quiet Place, which I don't think you've seen Quiet Place yet, which is sad.
1: I have not seen A Quiet Place yet. Well, I don't have horror movie friends.
0: Yeah, just watch it by yourself like I usually do. But I got Mel to watch it, and that was, like, amazing. Because <laughs> like, she doesn't like movies like that, and she actually really liked it. So I was really proud. Yeah. Um, and I think she
1: just has a thing for the guy from The Office. Let's be real. I mean, why would you watch A Quiet Place? Jim Halpert. That's why. <laughs> I mean, he is rocking that beard in that movie. So, When did he become a hot guy, by the way? Holy crap. You know what I'm talking it's, about? I honestly think it's just that beard because like, I saw the
0: um, trailer yeah. for Jack Ryan, and Jack Ryan was like, eh, whatever. But The Quiet Boy's like, he man, He looks like that a beard. lanky
1: nerd. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oof, beard. I just want to w- run my fingers through it and okay, snuggle. Okay, now we're getting to an yeah.
0: uncomfortable territory, Cody. You're you're uh, Jim Halpert love. I, I mean, forgot, I forgot his name, so I just, like, defaulted to The Office. John yeah, I don't
1: actually know his real name, because I don't care about him, but, you know, um, Jim Halpert, though. Oof. something
0: else that I've been, like, doing recently, but um, I started playing Ocarina of Time for my DS, and I forgot Ooh. how, like, sad that game gets through the halfway point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely kind of melancholy. Like, when you go into the
0: future, it gets really sad. I forgot how sad it was. And yeah, I, like, I love that game. It's such a good game. But it's like, I played it with um, family and friends, like, when I was a kid. Completely forgot about it. Just remember it as being a good game. So when I saw it for DS, I'm like, I should try this out again. And I love it. I honestly like playing as Kid Link a lot more than I like playing Adult Link, but whatever.
1: Oh, no, you're crazy. The bow and arrow is so much fun. Yeah, but the boomerang. <laughs> you get the boomerang as an adult. You get to keep that weapon.
0: What? It doesn't let me use the you boomerang get... as an adult. Oh, maybe you're right. Am yeah, I wrong the, about that? You get that? the I thought you bow could use and arrow them. and the hook shot. You don't get the boomerang.
1: Oh, yeah. What what carries over from kid to adult? Is it the Deku Nuts? The DQ Nuts, the shield, and I think that's well, all. Well, yeah, the shield.
0: Yeah, because oh, you can't you was... can't really carry the shield as a kid except for the turtle shell or Yeah,
1: right. Which you have to do when there's fire stuff because it's wood and it'll catch it's on fire.
0: Fantastic. Like I mean, yes, I am a hundred years late to this, like saying this, but it is a fantastic game, and I think it's one of the ones that like changed gaming, like gaming story wise for good, and it, like it's awesome.
1: And also in terms of mechanics yes. and um. <sighs> execution i guess of like that kind of third person adventure game a lot of games were trying to do that and were terrible like if you go back and play that era of third person 3d games they're garbage like have you played resident evil yes oh my gosh yes i have like oh my gosh i was playing kingdom hearts the other day that game is unplayable from the controls and i'm not saying ocarina of time is perfect but it's better okay so we like we actually played
0: like played through the first kingdom hearts last year and then we tried doing kingdom hearts 2 and yeah no it do, it doesn't hold up like i thought it did cuz kingdom hearts at one no, point it's was my really favorite clumsy. game ever and we started playing kingdom hearts 2 and i was just like this doesn't this isn't good <laughs> this isn't fun anymore yeah
1: no it's it's really not i mean i understand why people like kingdom hearts and i don't yeah. want to harsh on it but it's it's rough to play. I mean, it's a good meshing of Disney and Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you like both those things.
0: Yeah, but it's just, I don't I don't know. It, it is playable. It's just, like, it's not as good as I remember it being. Like, watching Belle play because she never played 2, and watching her play it, I'm just like, it's like, oh, yeah, no, this isn't really fun right now. Like, we're doing all this, like, before the story actually kicks off, which isn't until yeah. halfway through. It doesn't kick off until halfway oh, through, my so you gosh. have to do... Especially, like, we played the, in 2, we played the Pirates of the Caribbean world, and that is just the movie, but with Kingdom Hearts characters, and it's so bad. Because, <laughs> like, they don't do, they don't do anything new with the stories.
1: Yeah, it takes its time, and it does feel like, I don't know, I, me and Mandy started playing it recently, and it, it is a game that it feels like it takes a long time to get to it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it but, just wanders for a long time, like, connect collect coconuts like what why what are we doing like and for and so kingdom hearts 3 is well first we just like got
0: way divert divert it diverted from um ocarina of time which is a far superior game but kingdom hearts 3 is coming out next year and honestly i don't know if i'm gonna get it because like a it's been what 12 years between two and three and, me, and like, me, it's just like, I don't know if this is something I'm into anymore.
1: I mean, it's a weird sell to begin with. Like, I didn't remember it being so strange. But Final Fantasy and Disney are very different, like, themes and genres. I so remember it's strange being in have, love with that as a kid. Well, I could see when I was... I think what it is is now I'm old. And so it's... It's weird to have, like, kind of pseudo-romantic love interests being, like... A Disney A clear... Well, no, like a 13-year-old girl. You know what I mean? Like, that is the romantic interest that is kind of, like, presented sexually. Not, and I'm like, not is a, this, I don't, this is I don't kind agree of gross with the sexually now. part of that. I don't agree with that. Um... Ah, uh, you know what? Play the game again. I'm not talking about like the girl that Sora was with at the beginning of the game. I'm talking oh. about every other girl in oh. Final Fantasy. Oh, I thought you were talking about just, like Okay. <laughs> no, well, kind of, a little bit. If we're being totally honest with ourselves, but um, no, just like all the other women in the game, like don't seem like old <laughs> enough, and are all like, "What's your costume? Like a bra and belts." Like Yeah, oh okay. Mickey Mouse is standing right next to you who is wearing literally bra and belts as your costume. Okay. And I'll, I'm confused. <laughs> I'll give you that one. The- <laughs> I just feel dirty while I'm playing it, you know what I mean? I think I think I've lost that like childhood innocence of just yeah. like not caring about weird juxtaposition, you know? Yeah. And well and- But it's strange to see Goofy being like, Gosh, that guy just shot himself, you know, as there's like a dude with a gun sword. I'm like Goofy's right there. It's that's Goofy, and he just said Gorsh yeah. and now a guy with belts and a gun sword is stabbing okay. people. So, two, What's happening? Two <laughs>
0: things that I think were like that we need to talk about. One is just the fact that, like, you know, when they're not doing the voiceover parts and they just the bubbles and the words, we would read like the like characters like voices, and I would always do Donald as just like. Like screeching and yelling and then, and then just move on to the next thing. And then Goofy's just like, oh gosh, like every other word I would say that. Yeah, so it, it's always fun doing the voiceovers on your own. And then the thing that I think we really need to talk about it really quick before we go into just the world building in that game just gets so convoluted. We're on like number three will be like game number six or seven. And there's so much going on that I can't even remember half of the
1: crap. It doesn't make any sense. No, like, it's so confusing and weird and okay, the other thing too, for a PlayStation I don't know if you remember this. This is a PlayStation 2 game, yes. right? Do you remember the gummy ship, which I don't know why it's called the Gummy oh, Ship? God. The Gummy, gummy Ship whatever. they they fixed it in two, they made it actually fun and playable, but in one it's so bad. No, but do you remember that it literally is a red square? Like it looks like it was made in MS Paint. It's, yeah, it's a bunch. It's, <laughs> it's a couple. A it's a bunch square. of blocks. Yeah, you have, like.
0: Oh my god, and the building system for that is just ridiculously convoluted.
1: But it's just, I'm just like, this is the laziest thing I've ever seen. And they're like, we need to make a spaceship. Um, square. Circle, circle! Well, look, it's a, it's a square with jets on it. Well the thing that Kingdom well, okay. Hearts does
0: wrong is their story building and their storytelling is that they start with a like they do what I do in some of the worlds, just start with a hugely convoluted world, and then they add stuff on it and retcon stuff, and they add in characters where they don't need to be, and like it just doesn't none of it makes sense. And like I I think as a world building, it just it's not good.
1: No, it's, it's it's strange. It's a strange game.
0: Yeah, we'll have to talk about that in more detail later. Like, you beat Kingdom Hearts 1, we'll have to talk about it. But I, I like the whole, oh yeah, we have Disney characters, and the darkness is trying to eat the entire world. Ding!
1: Yeah, it's just, it just doesn't work. I don't know, it just doesn't feel like it flows together naturally. Like, the main villain
0: is basically Satan in a Disney game. <laughs> yeah, I gave up my soul so I can gain power, but happy Disney World! Gosh, he has no soul. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, the dark, the darkness comes and it eats the souls of innocence, and they turn into monsters that you have to beat with the key until they die.
1: Well, Gosh, Sora, we're gonna have to murder that guy. (laughs) Yeah, like. got no soul yeah they lose their thanks, like thanks Goofy. They get their
0: souls eaten straight up and it's like oh yeah no this is still and then they try to make a joke after like watching someone like lose their soul turn into a giant monster it's like so yeah that was funny right it's like, go this <laughs> is like okay kingdom hearts okay <laughs> idiot. you want to get to the
1: show Jordan, you actually ready to do this thing? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, all, I, I'm, I'm here. I, I I'm always enjoyed this like 20 minutes of prelude. idiot Jordan, I've rolled my
0: initiative. Well, hold I'm ready. On.
1: What was last week? You freaking idiot! I don't know. What was it? It's been like three weeks. It's hard to remember. Land
0: world, Cody. It's been
1: two weeks. Oh yeah, okay. There's a there's a reason why it's particularly embarrassing that I could not remember that. Because <laughs> you actually did a really good job on your world. No, because that's the setting in the story that I'm telling. Are you actually doing a story of Land World and couldn't remember that you did Land yeah. World last week? Yeah, yeah, I, I, that, that is the oh case. Oh my gosh. So,
0: okay, I'm going to roll really quick and then we'll do a little preload to this. What did you roll? I rolled a 17. Okay, you, you're going first. I rolled a 5. Woo! I switched out dice to give you a chance, and I don't regret that at all. Um, so this week,
1: hey, seventeen's a good roll. So this
0: week is a little bit different. We're experimenting a tad bit. We're doing um, write a story based on a previous world. So yeah. So um, Cody, you said you did land world, right?
1: I'm doing I'm doing land world. Yeah, wow.
0: the world that's still fresh in the minds of the people. Me, I'm digging way back to I think episode nine, and I'm doing space odyssey world.
1: Oh, yeah, I like that I'm one. I'm digging
0: way farther back. at that. I don't think you remember it. But anyways, so do you – can you – I mean you don't have to, but can you do a quick recap of your world before we go into the story?
1: Or is, uh, yeah, or is that I can do a quick it? recap. No, no, it it just starts out in like a nothing town. So no, I can, I can do a quick recap. Okay. So my world was about a planet that was supposed to be terraformed and then it wasn't accidentally – um, so then, when colonists show up, it's basically a desert with no water. Hence the land world. So there's no water. And in my store, in my previous, in the previous episode where I talked about the world, I said that when people first landed, it was kind of lawless because uh, people were so desperate for water that they would like kill each other over it. And then there now are like tall tales about sheriffs back then that were kind of the people that banded people together and tried to create law and order in the land and that dun, they dun. were partially teachers. At- oh, <laughs> yeah. Oops,
0: Okay, it took you a second, but I'm glad we got there.
1: <laughs> um, And, and I kind of said that the sheriffs weren't just gunslingers. They were also people that had wisdom. So they were like scientists and engineers from the previous world that traveled here. Um and then use their knowledge to kind of help create society again. So that was the basic of my world. Okay.
0: Cool stuff. Okay, so yeah, you can go straight into your story, and then I'm going to recap and do my oh, story. Oh, okay. Unless you want me to do my recap. So you'll,
1: you'll do your recap. You want me to do my recap? No, 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 that's cool. Okay, cool. No, 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 no. Are you sure? Um, so, yeah, I'm good. So the title... As I have it written, is The Long Night and the Sunset Showdown, and what it's actually supposed to be is The Long Night and the Sunrise Showdown. Oh, uh, I like Sunset right. Showdown so much more, though. No, Sunrise Showdown's better, and you'll see why. Okay, cool. Let's go. We open on a dusty town called Beacon. There is not much to Beacon. It's mainly a low-volume moisture crush- moisture crusher and the town that's built up around it. There's a trading post, a saloon, a few houses, and they even have a school. As far as towns go, this one's not bad. Most families either work on the moisture crusher um, or the rest of them work farming. Uh, they've begun to start some small farms because they've gotten enough water. It's a hard life, but it's a close-knit community. It's a hard not life uh, for us. Okay, hang on. I actually have a question about that. Is that is that phrase, it's a hard not life or a hard knock I life? I think it's knock. Like knock on wood? I think it's What not. does that mean? I don't know.
0: Let's look at makes no stop sense. That's the me. whole show and look up what this means. No, it's No, it's no, 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 no. I, I got this. Th- you keep telling your story and I'll tell you what hard knock life means.
1: I imagine that they have a hard knock life, but that phrase sounds stupid and I okay, don't like continue. it. continue. The early morning sun rises towards the end of the main street. The town folk wake and begin to make their way to work. Stum stop by the saloon for a fine breakfast first. Inside the saloon, there is a happy crowd. The mayor, Eustace Gembles, is enjoying his traditional breakfast of scrambled snake eggs and cactus jelly. The schoolteacher, Miss Ripley, is there gathering snacks for the young ones. Two moisture prospectors sit sipping what they call coffee and swapping stories about the moisture mine. An old man, Suds, slings hash and pours coffee for his town. Well, I do declare, Mr. Suds, this might be the finest breakfast you prepared yet. I say, I say, I say. Yeah, he's he's Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is Eustace. He's the mayor of the town. And Miss Ripley, might I say, you look. Jordan, look, this guy's in the story. All right, you're gonna have to deal I, with it. I was you can't bending just
0: down to pick fr- up some trash off the ground. Oh, I thought
1: you were. I thought you were doubling over as if in pain by the amount of laughter I was causing. No, you. never. You're not funny. And Miss Ripley, might I say, you. And Miss Ripley, <laughs> might I say. <laughs> Might I say, you look as radiant as the rising sun. Dumb. Now, ma'am, you flatter too much. When you, <laughs> when can you come down to the schoolhouse and tell the kids about how you started this town? Now, name the time, dear, and I'll be sure to make an appearance. Never too early to start courting the young vote. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. I down.
0: <laughs> like, end of, a, end of the conversation. Ha, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: awkward silence. And then it's everyone like is in the, like, uh. awkward silence Well, the next character forgets his mark and doesn't make his entrance. <laughs> oh man, the worst the, stage play ever. There is a clatter from the swinging metal door at the front of the saloon. Three men enter, gruff and unclean, dusty from the desert. The man in the middle is clean-shaven and hawkish with long hair. He's wearing a combination of traveler's armor. Um, remember that travelers are... The equipment that would be called, like, travelers stuff is the people that landed there first and had nice technology with them. Those were the travelers. So he's wearing basically space-age armor and snakeskin. He looks more armed to protect, protect from gunfire than he does desert heat. The two men flanking him make their way silently across the saloon to opposite corners. Now, where might a gentleman get a glass of water? Ah, you can get your coffee and water here. We got beer, too, and we just started making our own whiskey. Well, old timer, give me one tall glass of your finest water. Suds pours. The saloon is silent. Strangers are rare and almost never good news. I have been traveling, old timer, on a quest, you might say. I've been looking for the cleanest water I can find. Might I say I've been looking for a beverage with no taste at all. Well, sir, you come to the right place. We have a small operation here, but we got enough to drink and to grow, and we keep our water clean and cold. I can see that. Mm. I might stay here a spell. Well, mister... You don't have to stop
0: in the middle of the sentence. No, no, what's up? I enjoy how the character traits of the one guy are just loud.
1: I have to distinguish (laughs) them somehow. They're both male. What do you want? They both have... (laughs) southern accents. <laughs> so
0: I just was like, yeah, so um how do you want me to play this character? It's like, can you yell? Yeah, I could do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, mister, we're always in need of hands in the fields or in the mine. Now that does not seem my speed, fine gentlemen that I am. I was thinking more mayor. Now look here, Mister. We don't want no trouble. Now we won't stand for it neither. Make now you you've had your water, and you can say that's on the house. Now take ye and yours and get. Now, suds, there's no need for that. I relish fair elections and competition. Well, I ain't one for competition at all. I think. Okay, so the next thing I wrote was. Quicks as a thing. (laughs) Um, I think what I meant is (laughs) quick as a wink. lockens draws his big iron lead thrower and fires three times into the mare's chest. He falls to the floor dead. I also said he falls to the flower dead. (laughs) Blood being drunk up by the dry desert. Miss Ripley screams and rushes to the dead mare's side. You monster! You ain't gonna get away with this. You'll see. People around here aren't just gonna take this take you coming in here and thump lock smashes the butt of his gun into ripley's face causing her to reel back the two moisture crushers jump to their feet now that was an ugly business but there's no need for this kind of barnyard tomfoolery it's done and i am the thump one of the moisture farmers crashes into lockens a moment later's a moment later lockens two guards leap towards the moisture crusher he is he is swinging wild blows into Lockins. The two big men heave the moisture farmer off of Lockins, who is finally able to bring his big iron lead thrower to bear and fires into the moisture crusher. Meanwhile, the other moisture crusher ran over to Miss Ripley, pulled her to her feet, and rushed her out the door. And that's the end of my first section. Okay, so first, um, first,
0: first and foremost, definition of hard knock life or hard knocks, rough, unsparing treatment like IE the school of hard knocks school of rough treatment so anyways um <laughs> i hate that yeah, yeah, i, hate it I too. don't know um, and then second i took a very different approach because i was going to do my story like yours with like different um voices different characters and the what i originally wrote was so long <laughs> that I <it> was like <laughs> it was so long because like the different character interactions that i'm like i need to do this in a different way so i did this more in the way of how I do my worlds, and did is like from the point of view of different characters, like tell, like recanting events that happen. So mine is a lot different than yours, but I guess with confidence next side, we do stories. I'll do my original story I wrote, which was would have been my um not the Apex Predator story.
1: Oh no 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 no, just just do 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 what you wanted to do. It's, no, it's totally it, fine. It, that we would be here for like another hour. It was a long story. <laughs>
0: It was it was, long. It was like was the character interactions, and then like like all the observe observations of like the darkness coming after the one guy. It would have been really cool.
1: Oh, sorry. What? So wait uh, a second. Which one are you gonna do? The space I'm opera. Doing the one? space opera. The original space opera. Okay, yeah, yeah. That that that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I, I was saying, don't feel like you have to change the dialogue one just because I did dialogue.
0: Oh no, yeah. I'm not gonna. I no, I like that story is too long to start. But I'm doing the space Odyssey one, and like I said, it's going to be from the. Po- point of view of different characters as they recant events that happened. Kind of like I Dracula. I decided to make this
1: not yeah, five hours long. It's like longer. Dracula or Frankenstein.
0: You keep, br- you keep bringing that up that I do it like Dracula. Fine. Fine. Go
1: ahead, Mary Shelley. Knock yourself out. <laughs> so, okay. It, it
0: was, uh, why do you not I like, like I love book?
1: Frankenstein. What are you talking about? It's one of my favorite books. Yeah, I What's, like Frankenstein.
0: Oh, I thought you
1: said I you like... I probably said I don't like it because I'm fickle and change my mind a lot. <laughs> okay yeah he's like
0: you told me you didn't like that i'm like what it's, it's a great book anyways ugh. okay so world recap this is space odyssey oh it's episode 12 not 9 i was wrong okay so when <clears throat> when the earth was in peril most of the population went to the stars they now live on a sp- on space colonies shaped like large pillars the people formerly from earth formed the pillar alliance which was their main government the universe is connected by a mystical energy called the light stream, which allows ships to travel at light speed or even warp travel. Using the light stream, the Pillar Alliance spread out through the new galaxy and began to subjugate the other planets that they found, telling the public they were just forming peace treaties. The public soon found out the truth from rebels who called themselves the Ace of Spades Pirates. This started the Crimson Rebellion, where the Pillar Alliance lost the people's trust and reformed due to this. The Pillar Alliance made real treaties with the other planets, and now most of the planets unite, traveling in and out of the Pillar colonies. After the reform, space exploration became popular again, and many research missions and digs started all over the galaxy. Due to the research digs, many new artifacts were found. This led to the Age of Piracy and Crime, with new pirate crews forming to explore and take these artifacts for themselves. This is now called the Age of Space... Age of the Space Stalkers, and… okay. So this is part 1, Mystery on the Horizon. The character is Hayden Shaw. It's now 35ASS, or Age of the Space Stalkers. Not a very planned out name by the Pillar Alliance if you ask me, but it's a name we have nonetheless. The pirates think that Space Stalkers refer to them, but that's where they're wrong. Space Stalkers refers to me and my people, the Bounty Hunters. I am Hayden Shaw, five-star bounty hunter and captain of the Drago Ultima. My name is the last thing most criminals hear right before they go to jail. Well, other than processing and what have you. <laughs> I am top-notch, but I was confused when Commander of the Pillar Alliance Military, Absalon Vasilios came to me personally. He wanted me to hunt down that ragtag crew that called themselves the Sunshine Pirates. Yeah, their captain, Schmitty McCormick, was a childhood
1: friend of mine, <laughs> but that is beside the point. What? No, it's Kelly? just Schmitty is always a funny name. It, it's never a time when that's not a funny name. <laughs> oh, of course, that's why I
0: picked it. <laughs> Those so-called pirates are the least of our worries. The Sunshine Crew is more common thieves than they are pirates. Their first major job was a museum heist, stealing Pillars' precious artifacts. But other than that they mainly just steal, feel, and other things to pimp out that ship of theirs. Those pirate scum, as the Pillar Alliance so lovingly calls them, are pretty much folk heroes at this point. They travel all across the universe and generally make life better for those they come across, at times even stealing back things that the the PA took from them Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't even say, oh my god. That's how close I got. I said, oh my gourd is what yeah, I Yeah, you're I starting finished. to talk like goofy. Anyways.
1: Gorsh, I can't talk <laughs> right.
0: Of okay, so at times, even stealing back things that the PA took from other societies, they leave the lands that they cross in a better state than they were in. So I guess I can see why the, that irks the Pillar Alliance. As pressure is then on them. As to why the government doesn't protect the people to the point where a crew of criminals has to. Annoyance aside, I don't understand why the PA has their special pirate hunting group and even bounty hunters like me mainly focusing on the seemingly harmless Sunshine Pirates. There is far more evil in this universe to hunt like the nefarious crew, the Black Pirates. They have carved the line of death and destruction everywhere they have been in the galaxy. What up, (laughs) Cody?
1: (laughs) Nothing, I, I, I... It's okay. I, I just think it's funny that they're the Black Pirates. No, no, say it, please. I just think it's funny that you named them the Black Pirates, that's all. Like, we should be hunting the real threat, yeah, yeah, the no, Black I, Pirates, not the Sunshine Pirates, the oh, Black yeah. Ones.
0: I mean, in my head, I imagined that the pilot of the crew of the Sunshine is black, so you can't even pull that race card I know, card it just me. made
1: me laugh. It, it just made me chuckle, Jordan. Just what. But-
0: but anyways, it, it's funny because, like, for the rest of us, I have to call them the Black Pirates because I can't just refer to them as the Blacks. Because, like, that's when it gets hairy and really weird for me. It's like, gotta call them the Black Pirates. You gotta say the
1: full name every time.
0: <laughs> yeah, every time. Okay. <laughs> Idiot. They have carved a light of death and destruction everywhere they have been in the galaxy. They are true enemies to the Pillar Alliance, attacking military fleets outright with their giant S-class vessel, the Bubonic Death. The black pirates are some dark militaristic organization that seemingly came out of Hang nowhere. On. They are led by that masked maniac. Jordan, I'm yes. not
1: interrupting you to be mean. I'm interrupting you because I think—did you say that their ship yep. is named the Bubonic Death? That is yes. really funny. That—that that was like a joke that needs the time of day to be like that was. That was a good joke. That—that that, you nailed that one. Uh, I'm com. I see. The thing is. In the world that I made, when I
0: originally made the world, I had that in there. So, like, you were already privy to this you information. You never told me it was called the Bubonic Death? <laughs> yeah, I definitely, if you go back to
1: 12, I'm pretty sure I had Okay, that well, either way. Because I definitely have that in my notes at the either very way. least. It's that was, that's a good line. You nailed it. Because <clears throat> <sighs> you can't call it the Black Death. I have the Black Pirates in no, the Black No, death no, no, that's. The Black Thing. I can't have too many Black no, it's, Things. It's funny. Cody, I'm already I know, black. I'm just saying, it's 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 funny. <laughs> they are
0: led by that masked maniac, Jonas Black. See why I can't call everything black? It <laughs> even go as far as to have rinks and captains. Whether it is out of fear or simply stupidity, the PA does nothing about them, even being seen to run with their tails between their legs when the Black Pirates attack. You would think the PA would take the opportunity to eradicate the Black Pirates and be seen as beacons of light to the people, but instead they let those maniacs run rampant. This whole thing started to seem a tad bit fishy to me, so I put on my detective's hat and decided to do a bit of investigating. I started with the things that the Sunshine Boys and Girls stole. Their big museum heist they stole a bunch of miscellaneous objects decorative weapons, some old paintings to sell, but then there was one peculiar item, an artifact from a recent PA research dig on Eris. It is a small piece, seems to be a quarter of a disc. No thicker than a few millimeters, no wider than a few centimeters. Something so insignificant and yet they stole it. That seems pretty deliberate to me, especially seeing as their recent heist a few weeks ago was of a transport that was delivering artifacts to the research pillar. A similar item was taken. Could this be what has the Pillar Alliance? No, what has Absalon in such a tizzy? Hate to say this, but I hope McCormick show, uh, knows what he's gotten himself into. The recent heist landed him in jail, but of course, being slipperier than an eel, his crew helped him escape within a week. He managed to escape with another convent. Maybe a new recruit or what have you. I just hope the guy watches his back, because the hunt is on now. And that's the first part. Jordan, I'm enjoying this so far. I definitely had a voice for this and just started reading and just threw that voice out the window. I was like, screw it. Here I go. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> like, I could never hold on to a voice for more than like a minute.
1: Uh, you just got to really uh, focus on having it be as clownish and outlandish as possible, a la Colonel Sanders. <laughs> oh, All right. All right. You ready for my second section? Yeah. We, we open on the empty dry desert. Sun beats down on Miss Ripley and the Moisture Crusher. They are walking through craggy rock formations and dead grass. They seem to be wandering at random. Look, Ben was it? That's the clever way that I'm introducing his name as being Ben, because I didn't name him in the first section. I just called him Moisture Crusher. <laughs> I am... Okay,
0: so first I was going to ask if this was Star Wars because you're dry desert planet, and then you bring in
1: Ben. Is he, is he a Kenobi? No, Ben kind of sucks, actually. He doesn't do much, but that's a spoiler. Um Look, Ben, was it? I'm grateful that you rushed to my aid, and I'm sorry for your companion, but where are we going? We've been wandering for days, which hardly seems proper. We are, um, we're going for help? Sure, but what does that mean? We are weeks from the nearest town, so where is it that we are going? Um, we got a town to save. Hmm. I'm not reading this clumsy. Well, um, this might just be well a myth, but you ever heard of you know them them sheriffs? Because I was thinking that's what we need—a hero, not just a bunch of moisture crushers. Um, those fellas back there are—we need a hero. I'm holding up for a hero till the end of the night. Well, now now we're gonna get in trouble for copyright, Jordan.
0: He's gotta be so- okay.
1: Yeah. Are sorry. you fooling with me? <laughs> I gotta I gotta have a town is in danger, and your solution is to chase tall tales. Well, Ben, that might just be the most foolish thing I've ever heard. We ought to turn back and organize. I'm our neighbors. We, um, I don't, yeah, I don't think our town is going to win that fight, Um, but we need someone to help us. You know, You know the mayor, he was a funny old man, but people followed him and believed in him. We need a leader. And, well, I heard tell of the sheriff out here. She's supposed to be undefeatable and brave and also frightening. People say she can stare down a saber-clawed cat. Sud said a few years ago that she outdrew seven men with a six-shooter. That ain't even possible. Also, I heard tell that this one time she, she was being chased by a gang of of them killer men. And, well, she was on the her jet steed and she rode it in a circle so fast that it made a big dust devil and threw them men off of her. I can't tell who's the what.
0: Um, is her name Zelda and is this a legend about No,
1: her? no, her name's not Zelda. There
0: are so many better jokes I could have made, but that's the one I stuck with because of Ocarina of Time.
1: Yeah, like really the one you should have made was about Pecos Bill who lassoed a dust devil, but whatever. Yeah, I I know, Cody. Do I know. you do you actually know. know a lot about Western mythology? Because yeah. I mean not everyone does. No, I don't, but I know I could have made a better you joke. You could have. Start watching westerns. Anyways, yeah. I can't tell who's the bigger I, fool. You or Suds? I'm black. I don't watch westerns. <laughs> I can't tell who's the bigger fool. You or Suds. Or me for coming out here with you. Well, we we will know soon enough. Her outpost is just around that big rock there. The pair make their way a lot around a large rock and see a strange sight A lone building made out of wood. This is strange because... Out here in the middle of nowhere, it's almost impossible to grow trees, so structures would rarely be made out of wood, and also it makes no sense because buildings existing by themselves means that somehow they're getting their own water, which also seems impossible. They approach with caution. They reach the door and knock. There is a slow creak, and the door opens onto a room that has been ransacked. Bullet holes and fire seem to have wrecked the place. Then there is a louder, mechanical crunch, and Miss Ripley and Ben fall through a trapdoor. When they come to, they're sitting in a cage soaking wet. Everything metallic has been stuck to the ceiling of the cage as if by magic. There's a red ember glowing in the dark of the room. Well, now, I am disappointed to see that you ain't even packing iron when you came here. You, is, you, is you Sheriff Shirley, the sheriff, that can stare down saber-clawed cats and can outdraw seven men with a six-shooter and once rode her jet steed so fast she made a dust devil? Well... I seem to remember throwing dirt in fool's eyes once upon a time, but other than that, <laughs> the rest of that don't stand out. Especially since I don't know the villain, and I'm willing to guarantee you a saber cat don't care if you're looking at them or no; they will eat you just the same. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, excuse my friend, he tends to believe what he hears. We just came here to find what? So is this the same old lady from the village of
0: monsters and the same old lady from the um Purgatory Lake, or do you just like do the same voice? Because I choose to believe that she's actually a multi-dimensional being <laughs> <laughs> that travels to each thing. It just has to tell a little bit of exposition. Like I want to believe that your old lady is Stan- is the Stan Lee
1: of your universes. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate whether that's right or wrong. Uh, oh my gosh that'd be so amazing. Excuse me my friend tends to believe what he hears. We just came here to see if you could help but no with cats the key is your smell. They hate the smell of burning of burning brush so really all you gotta do is smoke your clothes that wait what was you saying dear? Yeah well Ben here is <laughs> looking for a sheriff to save our town. A murderous man just came and killed our man and claimed the town as his own. I would like to convince him that that thinking that the town is his is ill-advised. Well, what am I supposed to do about it? He sounds dangerous. Uh, d- duel him. You'll win. I-, I heard all the stories about you. Duel him? Hell and tarnations. All duels do is get you dead. And I like being countered with the living. Anyways, sounds like he's your problem, not mine. But ain't you a sheriff? Ain't you saved folk before? We need a hero. I used to be a sheriff. We need a hero. Stop. Stop. Hold it up for a hero. S- st- stop singing that song, Jordan. St- Jordan. Jordan, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> you keep saying it. You keep saying it. I'm going to start <laughs> saying we need a like uh, more than able-bodied person. A hero. <laughs> Anyways. I used to be a sheriff, but I am retired now anyway. And I ain't any kind of leader. See, Ben, she ain't nothing but a washed up old hermit out here surviving on her own. What do we need her for? Well, now that seems a might bit rude there, darling. I was just driving the point home that I ain't any kind of above able bodied person. Definitely not hero. I'm no longer using that word. <laughs> Nor a leader. <sighs> but I is clever. And that has served me better than any big old iron or killing ever has. So no, I won't come and showdown with your bandit. But don't think for a second I ain't dangerous. And you seem to have some fight in your eyes and maybe I can help. Are we about to get a training montage? Our first training montage of the show? Uh, There's not a training montage. The lights turn on and you see an armory. Cobbled together tech that seems to be half from the Travelers and half from whatever Shirley has built herself. Shirley releases the two and they begin to arm themselves, carrying all manner of, you know, weird cobbled together technology out of the out of Shirley's little dwelling. Shirley herself, though, um, only carries with her two things, a complex looking tube and a kitchen knife. She's wearing a long cloak, a 10 gallon hat and a shining badge pinned to her coat. All right. now, Now it's your turn.
0: You always, seriously, I should have stuck with my original thing, even though it was long, it would have been more of the feel of this episode, but whatever.
1: Jordan, it's fine, don't worry about it.
0: I'm enjoying your story. Yeah, you just say that because you know that you've done a really good job, and mine's just subpar. Oh, that's That's
1: not fair. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, do you want to know when I finished writing this? This morning. At two o'clock today... so <laughs> that's why you were late to the show no I, is that why you were late no i wasn't i i just like i finished at two o'clock and then i was like oh time to record <laughs> just um a little
0: inside baseball is we plan, we scheduled to record at two and he just finished his story at two yeah yeah right at the buzzer <laughs> okay so that makes me feel a little bit better but also a little bit worse <laughs> but, anyways this is um part two we all make bad decisions From Schmitty McCormick I don't believe in coincidence so let's just call it destiny. My dad gave me his necklace as a trinket to remember him by before he disappeared on a space exploration when I was a kid. Really troubled childhood. The necklace had a small trinket on it, a quarter of a disc that I had just always assumed was a piece of an old ship or some scrap. That is until I saw the same trinket in an advertisement to be displayed in the Pillar Alliance Museum. It was supposed to be from ancient times, but the two looked like they connected to be part of a larger object. So of course I had to steal it. I was right. The two fit together like they were meant to be. Then again, a year later, I found two more that would complete the whole. One was found at a Pillar Alliance dig site and was to be taken to the research pillar on a transport. The other was around the neck of the Commander Spazdutch, the Alliance military's lead pirate hunter. The first one was easy. My crew intercepted the transport, they grabbed the artifact, but of course I was captured in the process. On purpose, mind you. Always think five steps ahead while only letting them know about your first step. I wanted to get captured. I was sure Space Douche would be on board the transport to the prison pillar, but at last I was wrong just this once. What? What was that name again? The original name was Spazdutch, yes what did you say though <laughs> space douche okay i was just
1: making sure i didn't mishear you <laughs> yeah,
0: this is supposed to be for me it was supposed to be more of a light-hearted tale of just like you know i was thinking about this as being like a movie but i didn't want it to be like a big like encompassing star wars where you have this mystical energy and you know light dark side fight but i want it to be more of like a Crew of pirates just getting way in over their heads. But, Uh, anyways, we'll get to that in a second. I I, I get you. I'm on board. I did happen to meet a very interesting prisoner while under arrest, Warwick Jaeger. He seemed to know about the artifact around my neck and have various skills that I deemed useful for my crew, so of course I recruited him. We made our planned big escape together and joined the rest of my crew aboard our ship, the Silver Bat. The rest of the crew is very wary of Warwick, but I don't really get it. We're all misfits. Meredith is a Savanian princess run away with us for adventure. John is an expert historian and hacker who just happened to dig a little too deep into the pillar lines. Patrick was a former black pirate grunt. Cruz is an expert mechanic whose business was ruined by a simple scam. Lynn was exiled from her tribe who practiced ancient magic and lastly Danny and I are sons of pirates who started the original Crimson Rebellion. We are all misfits. What could be so wrong with Warwick that he can't join our crew? I don't think I'll ever regret this decision. Anyways, off to get captured again and steal Space Dish's artifact. (laughs) Hayden Shaw (sighs) I knew Schmitty had no clue what he was getting himself into. Yeah, he may have completed his goal of getting the artifact he was after, but of course now both the Pillar Alliance and the Black Pirates are after the Sunshine Crew. I don't know what they did to piss everyone off, but they seem to do a very good job of it. I did more digging and it seems like that stray dog criminal Schmidty picked up on his little stint in jail just happened to be a ghost. There is no record of him in the pillar's database that my crew hacked into, not even a birth certificate. He just seemed <laughs> to pop into existence just like that. What up?
1: I I I understand like the uh the colloquial worse use of the word ghost as like someone who's like a like a secret agent or, you know, something like that, you know? Yeah, but you thought he was an actual ghost. But when you said that, I'm like, D- did she actually find a ghost in jail and just be like, you're my friend now? <laughs> Honestly, that would be a, a hilarious
0: twist on all this. Oh, yeah, he's an actual ghost. That's why everybody's wary of him. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, Boo, I'm a ghost. It's like, I don't get it, guys. Why
1: are you scared of him? Dude, you just invited a demon onto our ship. Look at him, he can walk through walls, there's constantly blood pouring out of his mouth. He's creepy. Why is he here? <laughs> I honestly, because I'm
0: so used to like spy dramas and spy flicks, I'm so used to ghosts being as a person who doesn't exist oh that yeah i never put two and two together as ghost being actual ghost
1: i mean it's just i just i, I mean that that was very clear is just in my head i was like oh yeah so they find a space ghost go ahead <laughs> coast to coast obviously <laughs> thank you jordan thank Anyways. you jordan, for knowing what space ghost coast to coast is
0: yeah of course dude we're th- we like the same stuff i know Anyways. i know. Okay, so, um, he just seemed to pop into existence just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need, I need to just take a breath because that's very funny. Uh, Maybe that's why he was in jail. Maybe the pillar finally captured some great scam artist or spy. Who knows? I don't think it was as innocent as all of that. Wasn't good news to McCormick's crew either. They parted ways with him quickly after getting the disc completed. I needed to have a little sit down with Schmidt to get the, to the bottom of all of this. Figure out what is truly going on here. So I set up a meeting in our usual spot. A dead satellite colony that exists off the radar of both the Pillar Alliance and the Black Pirates. My crew was running thin, so I hired a Pillar mercenary, Vector Kane, to accompany us on this mission. We had to make it all look like a real battle so the Lions wouldn't be wary of the conversation I was going to have. My crew was set to battle McCormick's. My 14-year-old daughter and ace pilot, Marianne, will face off against the sunshine pilot, Danny, and so on. In all of the hustle bustle, I will meet Schmidty at the top of the abandoned colony for a chat and a small game of chess. And that is my um,
1: next part. Jordan, is it space chess? Well, it can be whatever type of chess you want it to be. It better be space chess. I want the board to be floating, little blue lights all over it, you know, the whole thing.
0: That actually sounds really cool. So yeah, it's space chess now.
1: All right here we go this part of the story is titled the last two parts have have titles because you'll see why cool because all my parts have titles well this this one's labeled the long night i get it because it's a long night and the sunrise duel anyways or the sunrise showdown ah how fun ben shirley and miss ripley ride back to town on shirley's barely functioning jet steed the jet steed seems like everything else a hodgepodge of technology that shirley has kept running over the years Definitely not the type of thing that can make dust devils at will. They approach the town in secret and begin to survey. They find now that the town is being guarded by about 20 men that seem to patrol in shifts and ensure that all of the water being farmed from the moisture crusher is being sold. Um, Did I ever say the name of the main villain?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Anyways, he wears a name tag that says, Hello, my name is Lockins, because his name is Lockins. <laughs> and I forgot. Does he
0: actually wear a name tag, or is that just your way of, like, shoehorning that No, Nope,
1: name? nope. He wears a name tag that says, Hello, my name is Lockins. <laughs> Otherwise, just, there's a part of this just story that just the worst, sense. like,
0: best buy employee. Hello, my name is Lockins. How may I help you? Can
1: I kill all of your friends? Yep, that's Lockins. Um, so together, Shirley, Miss Ripley, and Ben begin to make plans. The... They plan for one night to kind of be the raid where they try to take out as many of the guards as possible. In secret, Miss Ripley distributes weapons and plans to all of the townsfolk. And so now we're going to do like three little vignettes of the long night. So the first vignette. <clears throat> this one's different because there's not really dialogue because it's supposed to be like a montage of them taking back their town. Three guards are walking past a house in house uh in the dead of night so all's quiet on the street from the window of the house um or the window shatters and there are flashes of gunfire and loud noises are heard the guards rush towards the house and burst in as soon as they do a tripwire is tripped and a blinding flash of light dazzles the guards as, as soon as they ran into the house then with taser rods and other weapons brought by shirley the family storms the guards and subdues them Next vignette: A man is seen running from a bunch of guards. He turns down an alley and ducks into a door. At the end, there is at the end of the alley, there's the junky old jet steed of Shirley's. The engine fires up and kicks dust into the eyes of all of the guards. Then a net is thrown on top of them from the roof above. There's a pause where the guards seem confused why a net would matter, and then there's a snap of electricity that causes all the guards to sh- to shake and collapse. <laughs> <laughs> And then here's the little final vignette. A guard has a bucket of water thrown on him by a small child. <laughs> he starts to chase the kid and is um, stopped by a hunching old lady. Get out of my way, old lady! Yeah, make me! He draws his big iron and f- and pulls the trigger. Unfortunately, nothing happens but a weak fizz. With a flash, the old woman cuts the gun belt off the man. Hard to shoot an iron with wet powder, huh, fella? She then kicks the man in the butt. Tell... Run off to your boss and tell him the town belongs to Shirley Sheriff. All right, that's that's the end of that little vignette. <clears throat> that was really fun. That was that was like is my that weird like little interstitial section. That's the end section. of your part, or that's the end of my part. That one was short because it's just supposed to be like a montage. <clears throat> that that's really fun. I I do enjoy like because like I just did pretty much
0: a Wikipedia plot of a movie, and you're doing like the actual story. But I I really do. It's supposed your, to
1: read like a screenplay-ish. It's just a really yeah, bad no, it, one it, with plot holes. Like, like another another plot hole. Did you know that Shirley's last name is Tipton? Well, it's written down. <laughs> that's not a plot hole as much as, like, just, hey, um, hmm, how do I write
0: this in? Um, she has a name tag on her hat. Boom. Got
1: <laughs> Well, the part like, where like, all of a, a sudden. That's
0: not a plot hole. That's just, like, forgetting to actually add things into the plot.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when you don't proofread very well. Anyways,
0: Jordan. Yeah. Ready. <laughs> okay. Part three, the truth of the matter. Schmitty, even though I already have my trust broken, I still decided to sit down and talk to Hayden. After all, he was a family friend despite choosing the worst prof- uh, profession ever. Mess that up. <laughs> I told him everything from start to finish, how the artifacts combined together to create a map. How the map then led us to the planet Neota, which lay in completely unmarked territory. I told him how, using the disk as a key, we unlocked an ancient artifact—a pyramid made of pure energy, which seemed to be able to manipulate the light stream itself. We researched the pyramid and found that it was the host of extraordinary power, but also interacted with the disk in order to show a map of the entire galaxy, uncharted planets and all. There are many more mysteries that lie just out of our reach. There even is a planet inside of the Dead Zone. As a crew, we decided that this power was was too great for both the Pillar Alliance and the Black Pirates to get a hold of. We've seen how the Pillar Alliance treats new planets. That is how the Crimson Rebellion started. With that decision, our jolly good friend Warwick Yeager showed us his true identity. Jonas Black, leader of the Black Pirates. We were then attacked where we had to fight for our lives. We escaped, but not before planting a trap inside of the bubonic death. After all that, Hayden called. As a crew, we decided we needed more allies or we would be wiped out by the multiple threats. After my talk with Hayden, like clockwork, the black pirates warped in through the light stream and attacked. Hayden put all the pieces together. Turns out his little mercenary Vector Kane just happened to be a black pirate captain. Even worse, turns out the Black Pirates were created by the Pillar Alliance. Jonas was a psychopathic criminal probably recruited by the military leader, Absalom. Jonas was supposed to be the negative to the Pillar's positive. They go out and do all the dirty deeds the Pillar needs while the Pillar looks as if they still have a clean slate. It is the perfect cover. We figured the Pillar wants our artifact. That's why they've been painting us as enemy number one and letting Jonas and his crew of in uh, his crew be the background villains there's only one way out of this that is to fight but like i always say plan five steps ahead and pretend like you've only planned for one
1: and that's my third part. <laughs> that's a cute saying i like that saying all right this uh the the last section is called the sunrise showdown the town yes. is still gray with the dawn sun not yet risen woof that was a rough sentence. Shirley <laughs> Tipton, as we find out her last name is, and Miss Ripley.
0: I, I feel like before the sunrise showdown, they're sitting around the fire and she's like, by the way, my name is Shirley Tipton. And then like By the we way, know, my last like, that's name was like, Tipton.
1: <laughs> if you were wondering my last name, it's Tipton. Hawkins is held up uh, with the rest of his men in the moisture crusher. Well, seems like it's about time to cut the head off the snake. I thought you said you would never duel a man. Though, I thought you said they were dumb and just got you killed. That I did, and that they are. But Larkins don't not know that, none. He's gonna be game as anyone. I mean, are you sure, Shirley? Seems a bit dangerous and daring. No time to talk. Wait, is Shirley sure? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Once you read it, (laughs) I know. (laughs) No time to talk. We gotta go. The two men, the two... (laughs) The two women walk out into the street, surely, surely having a limp. Lockins, whose name I now know somehow. I'm calling you out. You want this to end? Come out here and end it. What? No answer? Well, I'm just out here waiting. What, you afraid to duel a poor old lady? Um, didn't you just say that we were not gonna duel him? Hush now. This here is what you call sub Lawkins, get out here and kill me! And this town is yours, or wait and hide like a tout, like the coward we all know you is. And Blam! bam! She gets shot through the chest. The end. Lawkins <laughs> walks from the moisture crusher. A duel, huh? Now, what is to stop me from just gunning you down here and now? Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> there was me thinking you was one of them fine and dandy gentlemans that would do, that would do the lady the honor of a bow and a proper duel. Lockens holsters his big iron lead thrower and bows. Now, 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 my dear lady. Never accuse me of being anything except the finest of gentlemen. Now come here, my dear, and explain to me your terms. Well, sure. We stand back to back. We take ten paces And when the big clock tolls, we turn and try to shoot the other one dead as a doornail. Not not much else to it. You just do your best and I'll do mine. That's it. Shirley walks a slow limp up to Lockins, barely coming up to his chest. The morning is gray just before dawn. I don't see any iron. Do you need to borrow one? Oh, don't make the mistake of thinking I ain't dangerous. I'm armed. Remember now, ten paces and wait for the bell to toll. The two walk ten paces. Lawkins with a bold stroll, Shirley with a slow, pained limp. Before the bell even tolls, she falls to one knee. Miss Ripley looks terrified. Was Shirley wounded in the night's skirmishes? Shirley pulls a complex tube out of her jacket and rests it on her shoulder. A second before the clock times, Lawkins turns, victory on his face, thinking he is cheated. Right at that moment, the sun rises and Shirley opens the aperture of the magnifying tube that she has resting on her shoulder. The sunlight magnified the sunlight magnified, shines straight into, into Lockins' face, blinding him. He screams and wheels back. Shirley leaps to her feet and runs the 20 paces towards Lockins. He fires blindly before Shirley plants her kitchen knife into his chest. The door I knew open. she was going to stab him. <laughs> I knew it. The other guards surrender immediately and Shirley mounts her barely running jet steed and pulls up in front of Miss Ripley. She pulls the badge off of her chest and flicks it to her. I think this is yours now. She says, as she rides off to rides off into the sunset or sunrise rather. I'll get that right. Eventually. (laughs) Shirley looks down. Not Shirley. Miss Ripley looks down at the badge and pins it to her chest. And this is the origin story of the sunrise sheriff. Okay. Miss Ripley being the like, Sunrise Sheriff. <clears throat> that was really cool. <laughs> there were good I, parts in that if I read it twice before I said it. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you actually you like, a practice, like, that
0: would have been good. But, like, really, I enjoyed that story. But, like, when she said she had no weapons, like, oh no, she's
1: going to epic knife him. That's going to be great. <laughs> That's, like, my favorite thing in Westerns is just, like, every time there's a good duel, it consists of one person cheating. Like, uh,. <laughs> they both a Fistful of dollars, where there's like this, like bandits. It's like the fastest guy, and no one can ever outdraw him. So Clint Eastwood just like wears a big metal thing under his, you know, like under his coat. Oh Somebody yeah, he shoots yeah. him. It just it hits a stove door, and then he just shoots him in the back. Or uh, oh yeah, this this just came out on Netflix, which I decided to do this before I started watching this. But uh, it's the ballad of Buster Suggs um and other western stories it's great you should watch it it's amazing it's like these little western vignettes but one of them a guy tries to rob a bank and the bank teller ends up being a crazy guy who in order to fight him, uses a shotgun and straps himself down with cast iron skillets and then just like sprints towards him (laughs) so every time he shoots him he just shoots like a pan (laughs) it's really funny
0: that, that's really that's really really fun um no I, I really liked your story and just like the whole thing is like oh so she really was the sheriff from the legends all along
1: yeah 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 it's just like tall tales get told about her and they were a yeah. little bit wrong like they,
0: they they were they were wrong but she was the sheriff like in the end like she was yeah. clever and like i i really like that turn at the end very just very enjoyable story all right here is thank the, you my i i liked it <clears throat> Here's my last part, the aftermath, Hayden Shaw. It was a fight to remember. The Black Pirate scum commandeered the Drago Ultima and forced my daughter and crew to ram the Sunshine Pirate's silver bat, dealing a heavy blow to their vessel. But Schmidty always thinks ahead. He had Patrick stay behind on the bubonic death after their first bout with the Black Pirates under the guise that Patrick had rejoined the crew. In the meantime, he had planted bombs all over the Black Pirate's ship. After their initial attack, the Bebonic Death's bridge exploded, seemingly destroying the ship. We we dealt with the pirates that commandeered our ships, ultimately sacrificing the Drago Ultima in an explosion. Smitty saved my daughter beforehand, but the pirates had already finished off the rest of my crew. Though heavily damaged, me and the rest of the Sunshine crew were able to use the Pyramid to control the light stream and secure our escape aboard the Silver Bat. The rest of the Pillar Alliance seemed unaware of the events that happened, so me and my daughter parted ways with the Sunshine Pirates to ensure our safety far away from the conspiracy that exists in the PA. I have run-on sentence galore in this last part. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We now continue our work as bounty hunters, HUNTING the Sunshine crew so that the Pillar doesn't catch on to what we know. I have a feeling that good old Jonas Black is still out there. Who knows when we will have to fight for our lives again. Schmitty McCormick Uh, That got a little hairier than I wanted it. The silver bat is beyond repair and we are more wanted than ever. Not really too many places to go at this point, so we went back to the colonies to hide out. The safest place to hide from the Pillar Alliance is right under their noses. I met up with a close friend, Niles Goodsmith. He just happens to be the voice of the people here on the Central Pillar. Prime leader Risa may control the Pillar Alliance, but Niles has the hearts of the people. They fight for him, and he helps protect their rights. They know that the Pillar is full of crap, and they don't stand for it. The people on Central are like Niles's own underground rebellion. They have taken us in and protected us while giving us the space and materials we need. Still, fishiness within the Pillar Alliance exists here. I believe that Absalom Vasilios is to blame for all of the complications. He hunts us to this day, knowing that we know his secret. But we will fight back and hold on to this artifact until we can figure out what it can truly do. If the Pillar Alliance gets a hold of it, there is no telling what they will do with it. An object that can control the light stream itself can be very dangerous. They can weaponize it, or hoard the light stream for themselves, starving the other planets and not allowing anyone but the Pillar Alliance to travel at light speeds. Knowing that at the very least, Absalon is in league with the Black Pirates scares me. Jonas Black was a completely unhinged maniac. If we go up against them again, there is no telling what kind of damage they will cause. While on the central pillar, Danny, John, and Cruz plan to rebuild the Silver Bat from the wreckage, making it better than it was before. We will take to the stars one day and one day soon and help take down the corrupt portions of the Pillar Alliance. I believe it is time for some new leadership amongst the Pillars. Together with the people in this colony, we will fight so we can live another day to another day, stealing and wreaking havoc wherever we go. And that is the end of my story.
1: I like that. I like that. That's a good end.
0: That would be like so if we did like a one shot movie, that would be the whole thing, kind of have slight setup for our sequel, but you know. You never know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that. It kind of reminds me of Serenity, which is probably kind of you know that's the, yeah not you know totally. that's kind
0: of where I drew some like like when I originally wrote the um, world, that's where I drew a lot of my inspiration was Serenity. Anywho, that is that. It actually this was a really fun episode. I really, yeah, I
1: think I think we should keep having this be a possibility to roll. I like this. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna leave it on the list. Like, I think it's a very good idea just to have it for every now and then it's really fun we have 30 ish
1: worlds so
0: we can always choose a different one or just yeah, keep making sequels to times. the same story
1: <laughs> yeah honestly because man do i not want to write like a story for dolphin world <laughs> <laughs> oh man the dolphin world story would be
0: great i cannot wait anywho you want initiative cody so you get to roll
1: oh i get to roll oh my gosh twice I'm, not in a row. I'm so excited twice Ugh, in a i able. can't wait Okay, here we go. Oh shoot. Uh rolled a nat twenty. You've so you rolled three nat twenties in the time of doing the show. You've rolled three nat twenties. Video game world. World based off a of video game. Or I'm world. excited. It's
0: it's an either or you can make your own
1: video game world or you can base it off a of video game. So like Okay. My opinion, I think together right now, we need to decide whether we are making a video game and then a world for it. Or whether we are picking a video game and then explaining its world. I, th- I think we should decide that. Cause what the, would you rather you know I mean? do? I, I would rather do the former. I Because, I don't know, I don't really want to explain a video game's world. Like because uh, Well, <laughs> just so you know, when we originally wrote that
0: prompt, we did it together after the live show. And you were the one who said base a world off of an actual video game like mario or something Well, i just like the idea the
1: only reason that second half of the prompt is up is you (laughs) i think it's because i liked board game world but the thing is with a board game there's not usually a world behind it and you kind of it was fun to make one up But with most video games now they have a pretty clearly explained world behind them so it's like doing a book report which is not the point. So right. I, I, think I think we just make up a video game world. You know what I mean. Okay. I think a good example of a video game world would be Scott Pilgrim. You know what I mean? How that's oh my gosh, a Scott Pilgrim
0: is so great, dude. The graphic okay. novel, the okay. movie was subpar.
1: You know, I I don't agree that the movie was subpar. I think it was a good movie. It just it crammed seven graphic novels into one yeah, movie, and, and, and that's no why I think job. it's
0: subpar because you can't do that. But also, it wouldn't have gotten a sequel, so I mean, they had to.
1: No, it it needed to be one movie, and I think they did the best they could with but the like with with the, the seven
0: prompt. graphic novels, like encompass several years in these characters' lives, and the movie was a week.
1: Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it like was, it was a. Different what
0: people thing. don't know, like who've watched just the movie, don't know that Scott and Ramona actually moved in together, and all like huge like it wasn't just a oh yeah i have a crush on a girl and now i have to fight her exes like it was like oh no i'm actually pursuing this girl and i like truly love her type of thing
1: yeah it was it's a very different graphic novel it's it's absolutely worth oh it's if, worth even the you've seen the movie yeah it's it's excellent it's a
0: hundred percent worth the read
1: <laughs> yeah also especially if you have like a really boring engineering lecture and you sit next to a friend that has them all like on a flash drive and you can just sit there didn't i um, give you them and read though? them on your laptop <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> 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 if it makes everyone feel better i've also bought them so well actually i had them bought for me
0: yeah i wanted because they have them in full color now so i kind of want to get those yeah
1: that's what i have yeah. oh you
0: have the full color set awesome
1: yeah. Also, he made they're, another they're graphic amazing.
0: novel after that, second, and that one's also worth reading. It's really good, really clever. Ooh, good, good. It's like know. not. The, it's not the same Halliboy. as Scott Pilgrim, but it's very clever and very good read. If we lived closer, I would just let you borrow it, but we don't live close, which which is sad. Anyways, well, okay. So next week is video game world, and we're gonna build our own video games. So <laughs> I'm excited about this. I honestly. Now my head is just stuck in your second world that you did, the Purgatory Lake, the breath. Because that would have been was a that
1: break. Was that the second? Yeah.
0: I that, thought that was the first. That was the second. The first one was Bird World.
1: Oh, gosh,
0: Bird World. <laughs> 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 Anywho, thanks for listening. Um, Cody, you're going to do the outro about Wandering Gamer Network. Ex- do a quick... Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. So you can check out my stuff on the Wandering Gamer Network. It's where we do actual plays of RPGs. We are doing D&D. That's when we've been doing the longest. We've also done some City of Mist, some Crystal Heart, some Star Wars. And we're probably going to be starting something else soon. So check it out there. It's really great.
0: Okay. Um, And you can check me out occasionally on um, something, I guess, Zero Zero at Twitch. Um, Yesterday, we just... Well, it's going to be... Two weeks from now when this comes out. But yesterday, we, me and my wonderful girlfriend, Caramelli, as she likes to be called online, um, we played the puzzle game The Room while I cooked dinner in the background. So um, check us out. We're going to be doing a lot more interesting stuff with that. I might do some world shop stuff. might do some cooking streams, art streams, whatever. It's always going to be a grab bag. Just stop by and check it out. I usually stream Sundays from 6.30 to 8.30. Anywho. That is our show. We shall talk to you later.
1: Bye. Bye.